Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I've taken a little break recently and I've been active mainly on Instagram. I find that kind of more of a fast-paced and quick way to to speak to you all and to to be in contact with you all via message or comment sections or whatever. So I've been over on there. If you want to kind of head to the Instagram, if you want more day-to-day updates, it's at el.uk, which is just the name of this podcast. But yeah, I'm back. Basically, I've been doing, I think I've said in a recent podcast that I'm doing my master's. I'm studying abnormal and clinical psychology. So I'm doing my master's exams at the moment. And that's where I've kind of been. I've done two and I have one left next week. Um, Next Friday is my last exam. And then I think, I don't think, I know. I was just thinking ahead in my head. Um. The end of September then I put my dissertation in, which is 12,000 words. Um, so I kind of ha- have all of summer, like there's no lectures or anything, there's no really contact hours. You just have all of summer to kind of write, establish and finish your dissertation. So that is what will be happening over summer, but I won't really be based at uni because obviously that can be like done in my spare time. I'll be doing a bit of working and exercising, travelling, holidaying, partying with friends and then spending probably like at least one day a week writing my dissertation. So that's where I've been at the moment. So I've done two of my three exams now. I've just got one next Friday and I've had a lot of assignments on top of that all. I feel like it all just came at once, which is always the case. And I got home earlier on and I was, um, my exam was actually this morning. So I got home from my exam earlier on and I just wanted some time to like chill and relax. My next exam is obviously a week tomorrow from when I'm recording this. So I thought I can give myself a little afternoon off. And I was browsing through my social media and I was browsing through my Pinterest in particular and something came up for my home decor goals board. And I was sort of browsing through the bo- the boards I'd already established because I have a really bad tendency to create boards and then move on from them boards and never go back and look back and see kind of progress and things I wanted. And I noticed for my boards, I'd, I don't want to say that I'm not... Um, as progressed as I thought I would be or I'm not reaching certain goals but I just felt a bit off from the goals I've kind of set myself not that I'm not doing as well or I'm doing better than I thought I'm just in a different direction and I think that is a part of life where you kind of end up in a different path to what you ever expected but then I was thinking to myself well that's fine as long as I don't really want them goals anymore so if I haven't reached certain goals is that because I don't want them anymore they don't serve me anymore or is it just because I've kind of lost my way? And so I thought, well, with my exam coming up next week, now my last exam, obviously my master's st- does still run on, but I don't think it's as kind of full on now. And then in September I'll be finishing. And it is kind of time for a new chapter. And um, in the next few weeks when exams end at university, um, all of the undergraduate students, so lots of my friends who did year abroads last year, um, this year then they were in their third year as well as I'm in my fourth year because they did a year abroad which doesn't count for their curriculum and they'll all be leaving university at the normal time so they'll do their exams now and they, their dissertations are already been put in um, through springtime and because they're undergrads they'll be leaving now and I thought it is a time for a kind of new chapter and even things like my daily routine is to go to the gym with my friend Elliot and he'll be leaving because he's, he's still an undergrad He'll be leaving university now in, in a few weeks' time. So lots of my routines are going to have to be kind of shaken up because I want to have a gym partner anymore and, and it's, it is a time for some new beginnings. But I don't really feel sad about the new beginning, the new chapter. I feel kind of ready. I know obviously in the UK, a normal undergraduate degree is three years and then I've done my postgraduate on top. Um, So I do feel like, you know, as expected, I, I've done a year above 
a normal requirement so I do feel like it is kind of time to move on and you know I don't really feel sad about it I'm just grateful for the opportunities I have and I want to leave everything on a high so you know I still enjoy my social life at university and everything but I want to leave it all on a high where I don't dislike it when I leave so I was just thinking of that and I just thought I'd let you know that's kind of like an update of where I am right now and I was thinking to myself you know the feeling of a new beginnings like the feeling of a new year that kind of motivation for a fresh start and that kind of clean stick slate energy there is nothing better than that feeling I think it makes people everybody feel so good and everybody's so motivated and then all of a sudden you know we're only in well the last day of May now but we're not even technically like halfway through the year we're about to be halfway through the year and people are just kind of like sludging around and goals have gone out the window motivation's gone and honestly they've probably been gone since February February by now they they haven't been around for a while so it's not really a shocking thing but when sometimes when you kind of sit up and look around and think you know this is not about everybody else it's about myself as well um you know I'm concerned with my goals not everybody else's but it is a shame because that feeling of like that new year energy really like cannot be replicated it's it's a you know, I think it is amazing. I think that's why years are certain lengths because people do need that kind of mental kind of reset reset as if yeah, you're allowed to make new goals now and people will make new goals and feel motivated. So I'm trying to um create that um amazing magical feeling of a new year now for me um this summer. And I was looking into different sources and stuff because I have kind of said in previous podcasts, because I am a psychology student, I like a lot of my stuff to be um psychologically sound and experimentally based and not just pulled from thin air because somebody said so so if you ever want um kind of any sources on where i've got my points from then i can you can definitely message me on instagram it's at el.uk or you can email me it is um el.uk at email.com and um i'll speak to you there about that if you wanted any links or any sources on where I've got things from. But I was looking into a few different sources on how do I kind of restart my life? How do you do a mid-year reset, kind of imitating that new year feeling? Um, And I come up with, let's have a look, six points. And we're going to get right in because I'm already six minutes in and I've not made any points yet. So let's go. So firstly, and this is what I've done this afternoon, is to connect um with your soul um, to find out what you actually want so you need to actually really assess what is your soul feeling why do you feel like you need this restart I mean I mean it is normal to need a restart every year and I think people crave it after that kind of Christmas indulgence time people crave a new year a fresh restart so why am I looking for a restart and I think well, I've just been so bogged down with university and no matter how much you try to stay on track with everything you know life falls off the bandwagon I've been really good with eating healthy and gymming but you just can't do it all and it actually is especially when university kind of picks up the pace and I feel like now now I should be finishing so I've got one exam as I've said about a hundred times now next week and then I've got my dissertation to write over summer so everybody else is finishing in the next week or so when they're done for summer being a postgraduate it lasts longer than usual and I think I was saying to one of my friends on my course I think there's a reason why co- um university degrees tend to last um nine months or so rather than the full 12 months it's because people do burn out and I have felt quite burnt out so I did a little meditation earlier on and like I've said before if anybody wants anything I can link it I podcast a little bit hard to like link below I don't really know how I would do that but yeah if you ever want a message me on Instagram I can send you over any meditations I do but I found this meditation on YouTube and it was like connecting with your soul and your higher purpose 
and I did with that and I kind of journaled then I spent like 10 minutes my phone was under the stove until I'd run out of thoughts and I think I ended up doing I mean my my book is like an A5 size book and I did about four pages of A5 just note-taking and free-flowing on what I want in any and whatever aspect comes to mind so not just like physical financial career you know peace of mind and how do I want to feel on a day-to-day basis and what do I want my daily routine to look like anything that comes to mind really um and then step two then I've kind of established is to take care of your body um I read something the other day and I said if you can't treat your own body with respect how how are you going to ever treat anybody else with respect and how do you expect people to treat you with respect and we all love and indulge on some time to time but if you think if you're constantly abusing your body by putting rubbish into it like I think it's every six weeks your body renews and whatever you've eaten or fueled yourself on in the last six weeks your body technically becomes so your skin and everything renews and your body becomes what you've eaten so if you're abusing your body on a day-to-day basis with unhealthy foods and stuff processed um stuff chemical based stuff that is what you become and I think if you can't yourself decide that I, I am the higher power you I am the power that needs I mean it has been actually physically found that healthy plant-based foods have a higher frequency or so a higher vibration than those kind of animal products they literally have that kind of higher vibration so if you put in these sound things into your body then you're going to get a lot more sound results because technically you become what you put in your body. Um, I've been food combining for the last two weeks now and I've never felt better. I do a mix of um food combining and intermittent fasting. If anyone's any, any more information, I think I'm going to do a separate podcast on that because it does get, get, get quite deep. But essentially, obviously, I know a lot of people know about intermittent fasting. It's when you eat in a... It's not a diet or anything. You don't have to eat any set foods within that time. But you eat within a window. So I like to try and keep mine 16 hours fasting and 8 hours eating. So if I started eating at 10am, I finish at 6pm. Or, you know, whenever you start, you kind of adapt to when you stop. I try and keep that as much as I can. On certain days, it just does not happen. Um, depending on, you know, if I'm working early in the morning... I'm hungry by midday, you know, such is life. But yeah, I'm trying to keep that intermittent fasting window of at least 12 to 16 hours um, every day. And then when I do eat, I food combined. So um, there's lots of articles out there you can find. I actually got this information through a guide by Kenzie Burke on Instagram, where you basically carefully combine what foods go together. And I've always, be, and I think not just myself, other people have always blamed carbs. So for dinner, say I have tonight my main pasta. Tonight I'm going to have like a veggie pasta mix with like tomatoes, peppers and um, onions with pasta. Now, usually I would put that with some sort of plant-based meat. So I eat a lot of corn meats. And then I would get, get bloated and blame it on the pasta, blame it on the carbs. But it is not the case. It's just the combination of what you eat. So basically the idea is you um veggies and greens and and that kind of salad based foods are completely free to eat with whatever you want so you can eat them you know kind of all day with with any meal but as for like um starchy carbs so thinking like pasta rices and breads they should not go with proteins because of the kind of contrast of digestion um it kind of doesn't sit very nicely can cause some um, bloating and gases and other things so I'm not going to go into that too heavy now but definitely look up food combining and I've never felt now that I've started food combining I'm actually eating more than I was before 
and you know I can eat like tonight now I'll have a full bowl of pasta like huge with like a salad um veggies all mixed in and you can eat sauces as normal as well but just try and eat as like um as low processed sauces as you can because I know they can some of them can contain a lot of stuff and I need a full massive bowl of pasta tonight like it's the size of my head and I won't be bloated afterwards but as I'd always blame the carb it's not the carb it's just the combo so I tend to eat and split my day now so I'll have like um breakfast like fruits and you can have avocado toast you can have oatmeal or whatever as long as you don't mix that protein carb lunch i try and keep to like vegetables and salad with the protein so you still can have you eat like plant-based protein sorry because obviously the veggies and salad are kind of free to eat whenever i'll eat them with the protein so i'm still getting my protein intake and then for dinner i like to have like a starchy carb with veg so like pasta with veg or rice with veg because i think that's more of like an evening comfort food eating so, I mean, I've literally never felt, like, lighter. Like, every day I wake up and I'm I am ready to eat, but I'm not this kind of famished hungry. And I feel like it's just because everything's digested properly. Um, I, I don't feel bogged down or bloated, which I think is one of the worst feelings you can have. Um, so I'm going to move on from that very quickly because I just talk, talked for way too long about that. But I just feel I've had such an amazing results with it. I think I'm going to do a, com- a complete separate podcast on it. I've had such amazing results. I just feel so passionate about it. And I just want everyone to try it too. So number three is kind of following on with number two. It's having empowering routines and rituals. And I've talked before about morning and evening routines. And I've talked about how you have to serve yourself first. And this is whole ideology we talk about a lot in psychology, where um, if your plane is crashing, you're asked to put your own gas mask on first before you help somebody else, because you can't help somebody else put their gas mask on if you've passed out, because you don't have your own gas mask on. Um, and Oprah talks a lot about how you can't pour into somebody else's cup if your cup is empty. So it's about empowering yourself and looking after yourself first. And there's nothing selfish with that. And I remember um, Oprah did a talk before, and she she'd um said about the fact that she'd been with a um, kind of life coach slash you know what whatever they were called back in the nineties. I'm not sure. And she was a mother, and she was doing um a kind of speech or talk with other mothers and she had said how you have to put yourself first and mothers of the 90s 2000s were kind of shocked and outraged really she that, that she had the audacity to say you have to serve yourself first but she's like she said it's the same with the gas mask the cup um, situation how can I be the best person like for my children or like in my case say how can I be the best person for my friends or for my like psychology like staff or like life coaching clients or whatever how can I be the best person for them if I haven't served myself first? So um, I I think the whole kind of YouTube morning routines have kind of skewed the idea of a good morning routine because, I mean, props to them, goals. Um, If the YouTubers who don't have to be, say, in an office-based job by 9am, they don't really have a create necessarily a relatable morning routine like for me I go to university some days I go to work others I'm very like all over the shop at the moment but I find that morning routine can ground me now if you look on obviously on YouTube those full-time YouTubers who don't have an office like or have like a time to be in work they can have these lengthy morning routines that look like they must take literally take about two to three hours whereas lots of people literally have like 40 minutes half hour and run out the door so I don't think that should be like a negative thing. I, there's nothing negative negative against them. I think if anything, that is actually goals and good for them. And some days I do have that time. 
but I think just make a routine that works for you. So don't necessarily just go to YouTube and follow the first lifestyle vlogger that you've seen end up getting annoyed because you don't have the time that they have and then kicking off by saying, oh, well, it's okay for them because they're YouTubers and they don't actually go to an office. Just see what works for you. If you need to kind of find a YouTuber, Instagrammer, blogger who does actually have an office job, then I think you should do that. And I've recently been kind of moving away from those full-time YouTube and I think a lot of people have moving away from those full-time YouTubers who sometimes you can't really relate to I think good for them absolutely goals if that could be my job that would be my job as well and I've been moving away from those and moving more towards um kind of girl bosses entrepreneurs um somebody I really like to follow if you're kind of looking for business kind of um vlogging and somebody who does have to be in the office by half eight in the morning it's Karen Bonn and that's K-A- R-I-N, um, Bon is B-O-H-N, and she actually has, um, she's based in Canada, and she has um, an interior um, decorating design company um, called House of Bon, and she has a YouTube channel on balancing life and everything, so she's definitely worth um, watching, and another one as well is A Day in the Life of Julia Haber, um, I think her surname is H-A-B-E-R, and uh, Margot Lee, on YouTube did a video with her um she's an entrepreneur as well so yeah I think I do get empowered from different people these days to what I did say a few years ago and I'm more inter- interested in kind of um business entrepreneur women than others so yeah just kind of set your morning routine set around yourself don't bother going watching YouTubers and then get annoyed because you have to be in the office and they don't just that you focus on what what you you can do and if that means getting up half hour earlier then it's fine because you're just going to feel tired half hour earlier and go to sleep half hour earlier in the evening I think it's such an advantage if you can go to sleep earlier and get up earlier I did speak about this in another podcast but because I find if I'm I'm if I spend say this two hour crossover period between going to bed at 10 and waking up at five or going to bed at 12 and waking up at seven say that's the two differences if I do the early one, so I go to bed at 10 and I wake up at 5. In the morning, I'll exercise before work, I'll meditate, I'll journal, I'll um vlog, I can record a podcast and then I can get ready and I can go to work. Amazing. And then the evening then, I say I finish work at 5 and I go to bed at 10. I can literally purely chill, spend time engaged with friends, um, with boyfriends. I haven't got to be running around to... <laughs> I just realised I said boyfriends. I didn't mean to say plural boyfriends. <laughs> I meant to say boyfriend friends and boyfriend (laughs) that could have been really misconstrued so you can spend that evening then completely focused in the moment with whoever you're going to be with um you don't have to be running around saying I've got to go to the gym I've got to do this because you've slept in the morning and you haven't really had time to do things um and then you kind of watch an hour you eat and you spend time with people and you watch an hour of tv and you go to sleep amazing now the latter is the um 12 p.m to the 7 p.m now if i get up at 7 p.m i'm literally gonna wash my face brush my teeth do my makeup do my hair and go to work you don't have any of that time to exercise or anything and then you still finish work at 5 p.m um you're probably gonna go to the gym be running around telling everyone you're gonna be late to dinner or late to or late there because you have a lot of chores to do you haven't recorded a podcast you haven't meditated you haven't journaled if you're lucky you've got an exercise in um, you go to the gym by, if you finish work at five, you're in the gym by six, half six, and it's absolutely ram busy because everybody's there at that time. The time you then you get home, you're all rushed and flustered, you're snapping at your kind of spouse, partner, boyfriend, whatever you got, um, snapping at them because 
they haven't done the dishes or something similar. Um, you're kind of on your phone, you've missed everything all day, you haven't had a chance to journal or be yourself, so you're already snappier than usual. And then you sit there from probably nine o'clock, as you would if you went to bed at ten, that you'd sit there from nine to ten to watch TV. Well, in this case, you're going to sit there at nine to twelve, watch TV and go to sleep. And that is literally the difference. On You have the exact same hours of sleep in the night, but it's just switched. Because I think if, I, if I'm if i more awake in the morning, if I, sp- if I have more hours in the morning, I'm going to be doing more productive things. But if I have more hours in the evening, I'm going to be doing more lounging things. So instead of watching one episode of Kardashians, I'm going to be watching three episodes of Kardashians, which is hardly required, I think. Um and ha- and you can see how those miss kind of they say no I've so um in FM did the later days so I did twelve to seven instead of ten to five and these hours can really work around you you know your equivalent could be, um nine to four or you know like I said ten to five twelve to seven it could be one one to eight or so you know whatever times work for you around like your job and your requirements but yeah I really do think if you can kind of switch it so you spend less time awake in the night and more time in the morning it automatically becomes a lot more productive. And the feed, feel good feelings will come with it. So, like I said, in the early stage, you're doing your gym, your meditation, your journaling, um, you're recording a podcast, you're getting your productivity in. And then when you do spend time with people in the evenings, you're engaged. And then in the latter, when you really go to bed later, yeah, you might have watched three episodes of Kardashians rather than one. But I think one, <laughs> mainly the fact that one is enough. Um, and then on top of that, then you've kind of done it, yeah, a rushed, busy workout where all the machines are busy. You've not journaled, you've not meditated, you've um kind of snapped at your boyfriend because you haven't meditated, and you don't feel good in yourself because people are asking where your podcast is. And that is the difference in the reality of kind of shifting your routine. You've got to step up to the next level to be rewarded the next level rewards. So that's a challenge for you all to start switching your routine so you awake less in the night and more in the morning. Let's do it and let me know how it goes. And then my point number four, that was another really long point, but <laughs> it's just what I'm feeling. I can tell I've not podcasted in a while because well, I have lots to say to you all. Um, then point number four is let go of what doesn't serve you. Um, a general technique that I've loved um, is sin so if something doesn't serve you anymore and it's bothering you. You may have guilt, you may have anger annoyance to yourself or whatever if a situation has never gone to plan and it's still kind of following you around the best thing you could do is do like an a4 page journal on it write everything you feel no shame nothing this piece of paper is going to go so you can literally say how embarrassed you felt or the worst thing you've done and then what you do is you kind of um get over this thing this is actually um a meditative technique that people use, a Buddhist use as well. Um, so you write everything down, the most shameful thing you feel and you carry in with you in yourself. And you and you write it all out, let it all go. And at the bottom you write, I forgive myself. I'm free of my burdens of emotion. Um, anything else similar that kind of resonates with you. I free myself of this emotional burden. Um, and then you you stand over um a bowl with water or if you wanted to if it was easy for you a toilet and a sink and um, only try this if you're actually a responsible adult um, other people I know can shred the paper rip up the paper but the kind of fear with me is if I'm putting my most um, horrific kind of feelings or situations down on this piece of paper um, make sure nobody can glue it back together you know scatter it in the bin or something but yeah for me I kind of go over the toilet seat bowl and I set the paper on fire and I kind of watch it all 
spoon away and drop it into the toilet bowl or drop it into the bowl of water. Like I said, only do that if you are a responsible adult or shredding and ripping up into tiny pieces can work and you can just scatter it all separately into your bin. Um, whatever kind of works for you. But I've never felt as light as I have after I've done something like that where, you know, nothing horrific happened. Maybe I felt guilty about something or I felt... I really hadn't proved myself to be to be my highest worth in a situation, or I kind of slumped something and I knew it, and then it was kind of carrying around with me. So I kind of wrote it out and everything I absolutely felt from the start to finish, whether I sh- um I was disappointed in myself or whatever, and wrote it out. But and then made sure you you write at the end that I forgive myself and I let go of these demons and emotions, and sometimes as well as I'm burning it, I'll say I let go of these demons and emotions. And it burns and I drop in the toilet and then I kind of flush away whatever little scraps of paper are left. And that is the most freeing mentally and physically technique you can do. Um, and that really does let go of what isn't serving you anymore. Because you can't progress to the next level and become who you want to be or do a new start and become a new person. Recharge if you're still carrying around old you. Old you. There's no space for two years. This is new you now. Old you has got to go. And then number five is um, now that you've freed yourself of these demons or emotions or guilt, negativity, whatever you've done, you're going to feel really light and amazing. So go back to your space, go back to your bedroom. I actually have a space in my bedroom. Um, I have a bay window and in the bay window I've got this really comfy kind of, essentially like a rocking chair it is. It kind of rocks back and forth but it's not like a traditional rocking chair. It does slide back and forth though. Um, it's so comfy and it's really cushioned. And I sit on that chair and I know that's my sacred space. So I take my journal to that space and it's in a bay window and it's really light. So find somewhere similar in your home or your space if you can. Some people have them, you know, kind of cushions on the floor, a little beanbag corner, a reading nook or something similar. Find that space. And, you know, even if it's not that special to you, like literally I have a bay window in my student housing <laughs> with my comfy chair. And to me that is sacred, you know. To somebody else it looks like a chair in a bay window. But to me, I know that is my space. Decide where it is your sacred space. Establish it is your sacred space and take once you've done this burning technique or this letting go technique, if you have anything to let go, if not, good on you. That's amazing. Um now you really want to establish what you want and, and break down how to do it with accountable goals. So sit in your bay window or sit in your kind of seat somewhere, whatever is your sacred space, and you write down your new goals. Now what I want you to do is to kind of set headings and I like doing this on an A4 piece of paper and I have one A4 piece of paper or one side per goal so um set down your bullet point goals your capital letter goals so if my goal is to um gain three new coaching clients i'm gonna write the head and gain three new coaching clients then underneath that i'm gonna do accountable goals if i want to gain three new coaching clients this month so obviously may is ending today but if i want to gain three new coaching clients in the month of june I can put that kind of end goal date there and make sure your uh, dates are quite realistic because otherwise you're going to just disappoint yourself along the way. It's good to push yourself but not unrealistic where you're not going to achieve it and then just feel disheartened in a full cycle. So yeah, you go and you sit and you put get three new coaching clients by the end of June and then I'm going to do bullet point goals on how I'm going to get there. So I'm going to say, well, um, every Monday morning I'm going to post on my Instagram stories and I'm going to remind people my coaching spaces are open. That'll be Monday mornings. And then I'm going to, you know, keep sending out. So email um, possible clients. So, you know, say there's um, the saying of fruit hanging low. So people who've recently stated they're interested in my coaching program 
Um, I go back and I, I email them and I just do a little catch-up email. So every Tuesday morning I'm going to do that. And you set out little plans yourself for the week. And once you've kind of got these small actionable goals you can literally go off and do straight away once you've got those they should all add up eventually to contribute to your long-term goal so my long-term goal would be to get three new clients and then what you're going to do then once you've got those goals and you can do this for every goal you might just have one goal at a time it depends on the individual and obviously some goals are going to be longer than others so say if you're saving up to move house that's going to be a bit of a longer goal to say i'm going to say my goal this month is to get three new clients um once you've got that kind of big goal set the little actionable goal set you then take those actionable goals and you put them in your calendar so i'll put a reminder for every monday morning post instagram story reminding possible clients about program and then tuesday to put in remind um hanging fruit i call them they're, they're possible clients are already interested um email them every Tuesday morning I put that into my calendar so I don't have to be constantly chasing my goals like oh, what was I meant to be doing today what was that what was that and, and then I put that piece of paper the A4 piece of paper or the diary journal whatever works for you into my drawer and I check back in every now and again but once those actionable goals are then in your calendar that already becomes a movement in progress and it completely switches the progress um, from thought to action so then I haven't got to be constantly like what was I meant to be doing with this coaching program where am I at no, every day I log into my calendar, there's something about that coaching program that I can do. I mean, not every goal you're going to have is going to be have actionable daily points, but something like that. Um, or say, you know, you're applying for jobs, you can technically, you know, make sure CV is revised first. Your goal will be get a job or get a new job. And every day you can log into LinkedIn or, or whatever web page you use, check for new jobs, apply for relevant jobs. So, yeah, it's about having those actionable goals and this sounds funny but having actionable goals in action and the fact that I've taken those kind of instead of just saying yeah I'd like to get three clients in June and then just sitting around doing nothing about it all of a sudden the end of June is here and I've got no new clients I've taken one big goal split it down into lots of little daily actionable goals and put that into my calendar that is already in motion now that is already out there as a possibility and yeah point six kind of goes with that really then it's um point six is just to go not too much planning I think um, in this kind of 2019 productive mode entrepreneur girl boss it can become kind of um too planning focused and you can yeah you can focus a little bit too much on oh, i'll plan this and I'll, I'll goal action this and this is my point amazing and the progress is so important but and it's important to keep you motivated too but not to the point where you actually end up getting nothing done because you're too busy boiling points in it with pretty stationery and that might trigger some people because that was me. Um, probably like two years ago, I, I would make plans and lists on ends, on ends, on ends. And somehow things were never getting done because I wasn't making that step to put those things, say my, I'd make the bullet points, but I never actually put them in my calendar to get done. And I think for me, Google Calendar works best. I've said this in a previous video as well, because whether I'm on my laptop in a lecture, whether I'm on my phone in work and somebody says, can you work next week? I can say yes or no. I can be, you know, having coffee with friends and they say, can you do this date for a birthday? And I'm like, yes or no, straight away. And I find you never really get things mixed up then. Straight away, my time is reserved in all areas of my life. And that is like uni, um, uni, I can't think of the rest of my life, work, um, friends, social life, everything down to like appointments, hair appointments and everything. Um, I think you never, re I honestly, touch wood, 
I never really get mess, messed up with things anymore. I can answer people straight away. Can you do this? Yes. Can I do this? No. Like whether it's yes or no, people will know straight away for me because I can just pull up my Google calendar, whether I'm in work, university or meeting friends for drinks. And I think that's kind of what's so good about Google Calendar. I mean, obviously, yeah, what works for you. Lots, lots of people do like the traditional paper calendars, but I just found that I was never carrying mine with me. And I'd say, yeah, I can do your birthday on the June the 5th. And then I'd write it on my hand, June 5th, birthday. And then I'd get home and I'd think, no, I can't, because I'd go to my paper calendar and my paper calendar would say, you have an exam the next morning or something similar like that. So I would honestly recommend, no matter, I mean, the fact that you listening to this podcast means you have a phone or technology or something that will work for you definitely get cool google calendar the amazing thing that works for me i find that lots of like girl bosses and productive and creative people need color and stimulation and i actually have a color code for each of my kind of lifestyles so say a shift in, a shift in work would be blue um a personal event I call them so like a night out or a friend's birthday will be in pink and that's just the way my mind works now I can look at it straight away and be like pink blue I know another difference that I've got like university is in green and that's a lecture but then personal study time that I've blocked out I, I do a lot of calendar blocking and you can find lots of videos on YouTube about this but then I block out time say nine to five in purple because I know that's revision time whether I'm in university or not and yeah you just it just doesn't it just stops the error making and I think that's the transition you need to make go don't just plan forever really go and step up to the next level make your plans actions and I think google Cal really can help with that so definitely give it a go let me know how you do also the other action point was to try and get to bed earlier and get up earlier and make more time for yourself as a result less kardashians more meditations <laughs> so have an amazing week i'll be back this weekend with another podcast um like i said if you have any questions um or if you're a little bit more interested in what happens on a day-to-day basis in my life you can follow me on instagram at el.uk and you can follow um you can email me if needed at um el.uk at email.com and i hope you have an amazing week and i'll see you soon bye